Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Radio family, good morning, happy weekend, and welcome back. Another wonderful conversation gets underway. Welcoming you to the weekend edition of Community Focus, heard every weekend on our Odyssey stations. Great conversation indeed with this lovely lady who is sitting directly across from me. Now, for anyone who is a parent slash teacher or anyone that has a direct involvement with young ones in our community, there is a great event. So happy to have her back because, one, this is really returning post-COVID-19 it's the Reading is Fun Run, and we're going to find out today with my very dear friend and a member of our community focused family, Sherry Crosby. Sherry, Hello. how are you? Good morning. How are you? I am hanging in there. It's May. Yeah. So, you know, teachers are pulling their hair a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because it's almost that time to bring it's another fantastic school year to a close. Yes, it's a happy time, and you're also sad to be losing your kids. Right, right, so, right, right. you know... Uh, I'm happy and I'm sad at the same time, but I'm really looking forward to bringing the fun run back. Absolutely. Bigger and better this year. Absolutely. And as just mentioning the fact that it's coming post-COVID. Post, yes. COVID literally, Sherry, just shut down everything. And so it's so nice that as we're returning to what many people are are now calling a new normalcy. Right. The reading is fun run will be part of that as well. Shout out to your school. Shout out to Vandalia Elementary yes. School with the best <laughs> teachers in Guilford County. Absolutely, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody else, no. but we have, I call it the little school with the big heart. Yes. Speaking of shout outs, I just recently saw on a Facebook post that you had the opportunity to visit one of our local TV stations. I did. And you were recognized. Congratulations. Yes, thank, you. thank you so much. It You're was so welcome. And a shout out to all of our wonderful teachers, including yourself, Sherry. I think all of us have fond memories of that one teacher that made an impact in our lives. I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to ask you that question, because what inspired you to become a teacher? Oh, wow. Gosh, where do I start? <laughs> well, my father, he, if I had to pick someone who was the biggest influence yeah. on wanting to be impactful yeah. on another person's life, it would be my father. Nice. We call him JoJo. <laughs> he passed on years ago, but yeah. he had a, a big impact on my character as a woman, as a person, mm-hmm. and as a professional as right. well. Yeah. He never lost his temper, yeah. and but he, you know, he was slick with his tongue, but he never <laughs> lost his temper. Yeah. And then my Aunt Mary, mm-hmm. uh, she was a, a teacher as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. And I remember going to her classroom in the summer, Yeah. and we would go and help her do little things. And just that experience, I want to do this. I want to help mm-hmm. children. I want to do something that helps other people. Right. Because... 
here it was summertime and she'd be in her classroom mm-hmm. working. I never mm-hmm. thought about that till right. later. Yeah. She wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> and she was still working. So that that ethic right. is, is strong in our family. Beautiful. And obviously that ethic has been passed along to your son. So I wanted to shout out to Lincoln. Oh, I yay, know you're so baby. proud of him. It's like watching him literally grow up. Yeah. He, and he's in what grade now? He is a junior. Wow. Right now. Yeah. Right. In high school. Woo. Yes, in high school. Yeah. He's on to new new things too. He got accepted to um University of North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston Salem. Excellent. So he's leaving mama. Oh. <laughs> what is mama going to do? I have no idea. I got to find a hobby. But at least he's, he's he's still close. He's still in state. He is. Yeah, yes. so that's a good thing. And School of the Arts. Oh my goodness, that's such an edu- it's such an education in that is such an exquisite school, especially for those who want to major in the arts. Right. And I understand Lincoln has a beautiful singing voice. Yes, he sings in the morning. Oh, he sings wonderful. in the afternoon. And he's, I'm gonna have to get some padding for yeah. his room. I, I finally banished him to the garage gotcha. to practice because I can't hear because he sings yeah. loud. You know, oh, he does a lot okay. of operatic singing. Oh, and nice. Does a lot of classical yeah. singing, and so you know he has that that deep uh, yeah. voice. And so it reverberates. Wow. <laughs> and I love to hear it, but I'm like, baby, it's nine o'clock. Mama's coming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mama's had a long day. Mama's had a long day. But you know, that is really beautiful because we, uh, unfortunately, we don't hear about too many male singers, especially in the field right. of opera. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast. We can do hard things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife Abby, my sister Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. And Sherry, you and I are probably around the same age. There was a gentleman, and and long before I think either one of us and even Lincoln were born, there was a gentleman by the name of Paul Roberson, mm-hmm. who was oh, an yeah. orator. Remember that? Yes. And he also had this beautiful, deep, rich, baritone, operatic voice. And right. it was like when I found out how beautifully that man sung, that's what puts me in the mind of Lincoln. Is oh, that, yes. Yeah, Paul Roberson, the Paul Roberson Theater is at yes. AMT. You know, I'm That's Aggie. right. I'm yeah. an alum now. There you go. So Shout you out know. to North Carolina a and <laughs> uh, the best HBCU in the world. Yeah. But, um, yes, Paul Robeson Theater. We mm-hmm. would, I would go there when I was a student to yeah. see the plays. And, right. And we learned about exactly. who he was. Right. a and is not just about education. It's about telling about the history exactly. of the school. So, exactly. Uh, yes, he had a wonderful voice. Yeah, absolutely. And to have this wonderful conversation, I didn't mean to, for us to get off track, <laughs> it's okay. but but it's a it's it's a fantastic backstory that will lead us up into the reading is fun run or reading is fun run. So, what is the driving factor that influenced you to one bring back this event this year after such? Speaking of a long hiatus because of COVID nineteen, you know it's after COVID, and you say we have a new normal, mm-hmm. and but people still 
they're nostalgic for the old days. Right, true. You know, and you point. hear people this in conversation all the time. I remember a couple of years ago, we used to do blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so pre-COVID, it was a time when you could be around people outside right. and enjoy uh, being together and not have the fear exactly. of, of getting mm-hmm. sick right. from being just being right. around people. Right. And we need each other. We do. Uh, and the driving factor, you know, my husband passed away a few years ago and that was hard. And he was he was a big impact on me doing what I do and having a passion to right. continue to yeah. do more. Yeah. He would say, baby, do it. Yeah. Just go ahead and do it. Hey, you go ahead and do it. And I, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. And to not have that, yeah. I, I, I kind of was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I lost time out because you know when you're planning an event, you do lose time with you your do. family. That's true. And I thought about that, and I was, I don't want to lose any more time mm-hmm. with Lincoln, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to pursue the fun run. But you know how the Lord works, and uh, <laughs> and so right. I got a, a nudge from from the Holy Ghost, and He was like, look. This is something that God has given you. This is something that is in your heart. It's not just something I do is who I am. Right, right. I advocate for literacy, and I advocate for parents reading to children. Absolutely. And having those rich right. experiences. And the Reading is Fun Run is a rich experience. Absolutely. It's not just about giving the books away. It's mm-hmm. not just about um, having games and prizes and, right. and everything. It's about community coming together mm-hmm. and being in that experience mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And who am I to deny people that? Right. If I can bring back any nostalgia yeah. from pre-COVID, mm-hmm. then I wanted to do that. Absolutely. Beautifully said, Sherry. And, and a couple of things. Well, actually three. One, still greatly miss Calvin. I remember his visits here to oh, the yeah. studio and he, he would always ask, especially <laughs> when he knew you were his that hero. you were coming. Right. Yeah, but I always look forward to him. That, that was my buddy. So, yeah, he's dearly, dearly missed. But... The other two things, Sherry, that this is a great way to remember him, a part right. of a beautiful memory right. is, is through this event. And secondly, because education is a part of you. You know, you were talking about your dad. Right. You were talking about members of your family. Even for me, I, I love education because I had two grandmothers who were teachers as well. Yes. So even though I didn't follow down that path, everything that, that I do that is related to education makes me beautifully reflect upon them. And I think it's for all of us who either have a parent that's a teacher or, as I mentioned earlier, had that favorite educator. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're a wonderful orator. Well, and so you get you. that from your family. Absolutely. Your voice, Calvin would say, you know, Renee Vaughn is the voice of the triad. And he would say things. And, of course, after he passed away, then it clicked. Right. And I'm like, you know what? She is the voice oh. of the triad. Because when we hear your voice, yeah. it feels like home. And, you know, I want the Reading is Fun Run to feel like like home home to people. Oh, I'm going, wow, I can't wait to get it back. And, you know, just having the opportunity to do it again. Right. I'll be thinking about my husband and I'll be thinking about the families that will make that a part of their life. Exactly. And even for the ones who initially did that before COVID and now have an opportunity as it is making the return. And that's a nice transition to this question, Sherry, before we go to break. How will the Reading is Fun Run impact children and families in our communities? I hope it will give them a sense of community. And you know what's going on in the world. We're not going to talk about everything going on, but there are a lot of things that are bad going on. And people are starting to lose faith in the good acts of humanity and other people. And there are good people out there 
doing good things. Absolutely. And you don't have to be scared to come out of your home mm. because, you know, you see all these bad things happening. Right. So here is a place and here is a time for us to come together. And I want children to come and feel safe. Right. We have a police officer coming this year mm. to add an element of safety for parents. Right. And we have, um, we have books that we're giving away and we mm. want children to say, this is something that I can go to if I have no books. Yeah. If I had to move and I had to relocate and my right. child needs this. Mm-hmm. and But you know what? I have nieces and nephews who need books, too. Yeah, This is what you can come. I'm going to re-up my, my library. I'm going to come out and be around people mm-hmm. because you can stay in your house all you want. But at the end of the day, we need each other. We do. We really Absolutely. do. And being around people mm-hmm. really instills in you a sense of community. Absolutely. I love what you just said because that has been the primary motto for this public affairs program community focus, good people doing good things in our communities. And for me personally, and not just to be a host of a program, but particularly for a program where that is constantly the focus. Right. Is when you listen to any Odyssey stations and you tune into a program like this, it's like, it's a good feeling of knowing that when you're tuned in, that's what you're going to hear about. Right. You're going to hear about great events like the Reading is Fun Run. You're going to hear about good people like Sherry Cross. Right. You're going to hear about good people who have been really such an important part of this community-focused family from day one. Right. And if there's anything that I love more about my job, speaking of, and, and again, thank you for, for referencing me as the voice of of the community, if I'm going to be that voice, I want it to be a voice where people are impacted in a positive way. That's right, yes. And no better way to do it than to have an event such as this. We're going to get into the particular Sherry, particularly the date, of course, so that we can get people to really come out and support you any way that we can volunteer, any way that if you need monetary donations or donations of any kind, right. we'll get all that from you. But in the meantime, Ma, I can give you a hug for real because you're <laughs> right here with me. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you, radio family. I'm going to give you a radio hug. Right. There you go. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus, and we will be back right after this break. Radio family, hello. And once again, the weekend is upon us, which means it is the official return of our public affairs program, Community Focus heard every weekend at our odyssey stations and another chance for me renee vaughn to be engaged in great conversation with members of our community focused family now this beautiful lady who is joining me in the studio is no stranger it's just that because we were enduring a major pandemic that one sherry crosby proudly representing in vandalia elementary school one of our fabulous educators and so let me give this opportunity to say shout outs to all of our teachers administrators and staff of our school systems and of course sherry we got a shout out congratulations to our graduates because we are in the midst of graduation season and you know it it initially starts with our college students but now it's trickling down to high school and elementary school and of course um let me see what am i leaving out High school, transition, transition, right, exactly. Now, back in the day for, I think for you and me, it was junior high school. I think they reference it now, middle school. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So much has changed. It has. It really has. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, How long have you been in the school system now? Um, 24 years. Wow. Excellent. 
Excellent. Well, Sherry, you are here because this is an event that members of our Community Focus family are likely familiar with. But for those who may be hearing you for the first time, you are back. And so is the Reading is Fun Run event that is taking place. Let's start off with with the date and time. Okay. Uh, Our date will be uh, Saturday, June the 3rd. Mm -hmm. It's going to start at 10 a.m. Families usually start arriving at about 9.30. Okay, excellent. Um, just to get settled and, and, you know, start spending some time and kind of get right. familiar with the grounds. Yeah. Um, but it will be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's mm-hmm. at Vandalia Elementary School. Right. Um, that's at 407 East Vandalia Road. And we have spillover parking at Brown Center, okay. uh, Recreation right. Center across right. the street. So yeah. come on out. Absolutely. <laughs> and, of course, Sherry, the emphasis is, and as we were just mentioning with kids making, speaking of transition, from being in the classroom to summer right. for a lot of families. We usually have that two to three month gap in between where it's like, what are we going to do to keep our kids busy? Right. But at the same time, keep their brains stimulated right. going from that classroom environment until they return in the fall. So why is it so important to get books into children's hands, especially as we are approaching summer break? Whew. How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have quite a few <laughs> minutes, so take your time. <laughs> wow. Um, well, what happens in the summertime is what happens, you have, you have a learning gap. Yeah. And so they call it the the summer bridge mm-hmm. that we have between the end of end of school year right. and the beginning of the next school year. What exactly. happens is children lose a lot of what they learn during mm-hmm. the school year. True. And it's because their brains are not engaged in the same way, the same rigorous way right. that it is in their school year. They forget things. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that we engage and keep them reading. Right. Reading is fundamental. We, I mean, exactly. I know that's a famous saying, right. but, it, but it's, it's true. true. Mm-hmm. Reading is fundamental and not just giving a child a book and telling them to go sit in the corner. Right. Doing that shared reading experience. Mm-hmm. And shared mm-hmm. reading for older children can be you reading a, a chapter book together right, or reading right. in the same room yeah. with your children because children do what they see. Exactly. You know, they don't do what you tell them to do. They do right. what they see you doing. Right. So if you're reading, then they are going to have a tendency to want to read as well. Exactly. And so we want children to be able to close that gap. Absolutely. And being engaged. And we have the library coming to our event and we mm-hmm. have uh, lots of uh, opportunities for families to get information about summer resources oh, beautiful. to engage their children over right. the summer. So it's yeah. not just about getting books in children's hands. Exactly. It's also providing parents with opportunities as for things that they can get their children involved Absolutely. In. And Sherry, that just makes me think of how much an integral part reading in general is. Right. Because all of us, apparently, who are listening to this program, we start out as kids but even as we grow up and become adults and even senior citizens, we never stop reading. Right. We never stop learning. And I remember particularly, and I'd love to get some feedback on you with this. The one thing that I remember coming as both of us have members of our families who were educators. The one thing that I used to love doing with my grandmother, one was to watch her and I would be fascinated as she was grading papers <laughs> But secondly, I had I had another grandmother who would volunteer to read. She was like part we would have like reading clubs at right. our school. And so to watch her as she was reading the material, to have the kids visualize, because you remember back in the day, like um anything Dr. Seuss related. Right. I'll use for an example. You always had the pictures. Mm-hmm. And I think this generation of kids, because of ne- of technology itself. Everything is more visual. Right. You can actually bring it to life. Even though you saw the pictures in the book, 
they were basically still pictures right. and photographs. Now everything versus social media, just the way technology has just advanced over the years. And yeah. I really, really love the fact that kids really have a lot more choices Yes, when it comes to seeing things from a visual stand- standpoint. Your feedback on that. Um, I recently did. I'm a very big, big advocate of brain development. Yeah. And how it affects cognitive development. And right. And so we did a workshop at school and, and where I had the opportunity to explain to parents the difference between shared reading, which is you reading to your child, right. and having a story read to your child on a device. Oh, okay. And Neat. it activates different parts of a child's mm-hmm. brain. Right. And so the part of the brain that is activated when you read to a child mm-hmm. is the larger cognitive function. Yeah. And so when they it, it gives them more when they hear your voice right. and when they hear it on a device. Yeah. Technology has created opportunities for children that we could not even fathom exactly. when we were children. Right. So being able to see those characters. Exactly. I remember when they made Horton the uh, Horton into the movie. Mm-hmm. And that was right. one of my favorite stories as a right. child, Horton right. Here's a Who. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Horton really looks like. like. Exactly. Because you can say the voice in your right. head, but I wonder right. what he's going to sound like. Mm-hmm. And so they have the opportunity to do that now. Yeah. And I just want parents to understand that there is a difference between reading to your child mm-hmm. and having your child being read to by something, something else. Absolutely. And so they should experience both, both. of those mm-hmm. types of, of things. That is so fabulous. Now, the one thing, too, that I want to touch on, number one, the, the title couldn't be more appropriate. Reading is fun run. But the nice thing about this, too, for members of our community focused family, let me welcome those of you who are just joining us. Great company as always. Thank you so much. It is the weekend edition of Community Focus. And yes, reading is fun run returns to the area. And I have a wonderful member of our community focus family joining me, Renee Vaughn, and she is Sherry Crosby with Vandalia Elementary School. And what I was going to allude to, Sherry, is the fact that in addition to really encouraging our, our children to read is not just the reading that you're focusing on. Right. You're also focusing on the fitness aspect. So what is the purpose of that with the Reading is Fun Run? Okay, again, we go back to the brain. Right. What happens when uh, we move is we create uh, oxygen flow. Mm-hmm. Oxygen flow to your brain helps your to increases cognitive function, right. especially in school age children. Mm-hmm. So when you combine literacy and fitness together, right. guess what? Yeah. You're creating those experiences, and it's going to cement in children's brains better mm-hmm. and cause them to learn at a faster rate than they would if they was just sitting still and reading right. a book. Yeah. So we add the element of fitness because mm-hmm. there's a lot of research that supports combining those two elements, right. literacy and fitness. Mm-hmm. So when you add those two together, children get a fuller experience Absolutely. and their brains are activated right. fuller experience right. throughout that. And we don't want just the children participating in the fitness. We Everybody. want parents out there too yeah. because, exactly. again, they do what they see you do. Right. So if they see mom doing a Zumba class, mm-hmm. then they're going to be like, hey, mom's exactly. dancing. I'm going to go right. out there with mom and right. dance. And they're both getting that experience, but they're also activating those portions of their brain. Absolutely. It's helping them to learn better. I, I would agree. And Sherry, I love that that concept and that fact because the, the one thing, and I think it's for every generation, you can't blame it on these kids now, especially the ones that, you know, like to engage in video games, but they become couch potatoes and and they just sit there all the time and that's all they do. So to have this very interactive portion of it is, is really fantastic as well. Now here's where, and we, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. How can the community get involved? How can we help you with this event 
not only for this coming June, but really as we see it continue to get better and to grow in the future as well? Well, we can always use volunteers. If you want to be a volunteer, um, anyone can reach out to me um, through Vandalia Elementary School, or you can contact me on my email, which is uh, CrosbyS at GCSNC.com. If you call the school, they can connect you with me if you want to volunteer. We can always use volunteers. Because there is going to be at least 30 carnival games there oh, this year. Oh, great. For children to play and yeah. have a good time and win mm-hmm. prizes. And uh, we're always looking for sponsors okay. to help pay for some of the rich experiences right. that we have out there this right. year. For example, we have a video game truck this year. Oh, nice. So some of the older children came to me at the last reading this fun run. Mm-hmm. Miss Crosby, there's nothing too much for us to do here. Oh. I said, what do you mean? There's games. Yeah, yeah but those are for younger children. children. And yeah. I didn't re- I said, wow. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah. So let me add something that will pull those older children in. Because if you're there with your younger siblings and Mm -hmm. you have nothing to do, do. you're not engaged. Right. And so we want to engage all children. And so we have that element this year for those children to come in and engage that way. But if you want to sponsor um, any type of uh, activity at the Fun Run, Mm -hmm. then feel free to welcome. We welcome sponsors. Reach out to me. Reach out to Vandalia. Tell them what you're calling Mm -hmm. for. Or you can email me as well. Okay. If you just want to give a donation and say, hey, use this towards your next event, right. we can always use those because it goes straight to the children. Great. Um, right. We have a PayPal account, and it's literally an account just for funds yeah. for the Reading is Fun Run. We had some left over because the year COVID struck, right. we didn't do it. Exactly. And so we still mm-hmm. had a little bit of funds left okay. in the right. account, which mm-hmm. helped. But a lot of the things that we have included this year came out of my pocket. And so I don't mind because it's my purpose and my ministry, but I would like some Some help. (laughs) So if there are some companies and businesses that promote education and literacy Mm -hmm. and the well-being of children, and we welcome sponsors um, as well. Absolutely. And the one thing that I have really come to love about this event personally, Sherry, and and to share this with you here on the program is the fact I'm always about events that include every member of the family. And that for those, particularly parents who are listening, and even those who have siblings, you know, that's probably becoming more and more of a challenge to do things together as a family. Because there may be some things that you can do with your older kids that you can't do with your babies Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Right. So with you explaining that this is just the ideal thing to get everybody involved. Well, let me ask you this. Why do you choose to have this event at this time of the year? This is the time of the year where everybody's happy. Yeah. <laughs> because they see summer coming. Right. And so children exactly. are excited and parents are excited because they don't have to get up and get their kid ready to yeah. go to school and they right. don't have to worry about parent meetings mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know the the pace changes. Right. And it's warmer and people are happier and so we want to connect with children and families at the end of the school year because we want it to happen right before the summer. Right. So that you can go into the summer mm-hmm. with resources and with Excellent. information yeah. and with books. And so right. you're walking away into summer and you don't feel like you're not you're unprepared. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so we want them to come and gather things. Fabulous. And I like that because the timing of it with, with many families, it doesn't necessarily interfere with any summer plans because families are getting back to traveling now and going to different places. And like you said, that's the perfect and I would think ideal plan when you're making those road trips Mm -hmm. is that you have materials on hand 
for for the kids to enjoy while you're riding or maybe flying by plane, however your however your travel you're mode right. or destination <laughs> is. Now let me ask you this this next question. I'm I'm gonna reword it a little bit. Instead of asking, do you enjoy putting this event together each year? Why do you enjoy? Because I think it's pretty obvious that you like <laughs> doing this every year. <laughs> I do. It's a lot of work, and it takes. It's it's not something that I have to that I can start doing in March or April. Right. I have to start planning this at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Um, reaching out to people, putting resources together, finding materials and activities. It takes a long time to put this event together, but mm-hmm. the why is it's just who I am. Yeah. I will always advocate. For, for literacy. Mm-hmm. I published my own children's book, nice. uh, A Bad Case of the Gronies, which is based on the character development that I see children mm-hmm. happening with children in the classroom. Right. And so hopefully in the future, I'll be able to publish more. But I see an opportunity to continue what I do outside of the classroom. Right. right. And so for me, it's not a job. You ask any teacher yeah. that gets up every morning and goes into that classroom, it's mm. not just a job. Right. It's who you are. Teaching exactly. is a work of heart. Yeah. And teaching doesn't stop in the classroom. You know, we'll be in Walmart <laughs> trying to teach my son. He's, Mom, you can't teach everybody. Because I'll be in Walmart. <laughs> and you'll try to. Right. If I see a learning opportunity <laughs> yes, for a child, exactly. I'm over there. I don't there care you. whose child it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll flash my badge. Look, I'm a real teacher. But your child is, <laughs> she's doing these and I want to show her. And right. parents usually are really receptive to that. Oh, awesome. So I don't stop teaching. When right. I leave the Absolutely. You know, that's an excellent point because it, it makes me think to ask you this. When it comes to as as your students and they're really your kids, they're more than just your students. Oh, yes. As they matriculate and they leave Vandalia and they continue in their education, how many return to just say thank you, whether it's the child or, or the parent? A lot of them return. Great. It's, oh, and it's wonderful it. to see that. And yeah. being at one school for so many years has given me the opportunity to see them come back to right. that school they started at. Yeah. We yeah. even had a teacher that was at Vandalia who went to school mm-hmm. at Vandalia and was mm-hmm. able to come back wow. and be a teacher there. Yeah. I've had um, parents who have gone on to go into education mm-hmm. because of the experience, experience that they had Beautiful. as a parent yeah. at Vandalia. So, you know, the the impact of, of being at that school mm-hmm. really helps Absolutely. with uh, children being able to say, I wonder if she's still there. And right. Yeah. And oddly <laughs> enough, I've had students that, that were good students to come back. But yeah. oddly enough, I'm going to tell you what happens. What happened? That little student mm-hmm. that had so many problems. Yeah. And they end up being able to go off to college. They come back. Yeah. Thank you for being so tough on me. Right. Thank you for right. not letting me get away with that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and hearing that mm-hmm. and seeing them go on to be wonderful adults and, yeah. you know, uh, good uh, citizens. Exactly. It really makes you happy. It did, you know, yeah. I knew you had more in you in than you. what you were yeah. giving me in that. And classroom. I think that is such an extraordinary gift that is given to you as a teacher and as an educator. And I just wanted to say, because it, our conversation is just bringing back so many wonderful memories for me personally. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about this earlier, both coming from families of educators. I remember specifically, and I, I wanted to share this story with you in our radio family, years ago. And, and being raised, even though my, my mother and I were together, I came from a single parent household. So I had a lot of strong women right. in my family. And pretty much from the time I was 11 years old until 
my grandmother died in 2008. She was 97 at that time. So to have her in my life from age 11 to 38, that's a pretty good uh, span or period of time. So one incident, and we would go out and just used to love just being in her company. Right. So we were out at at a restaurant, a K&W, over in Winston-Salem. And, you know, we sat down. We were getting ready to eat. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, she kept staring at somebody that was right across in another table. Right. And finally, I just had to ask. I was like, and I called her auntie. And I was like, auntie, who are you looking at? And she said, you see that lady over there? I said, yes. She said, that was my third grade teacher. <laughs> And here I am, this young kid, and I'm like, uh-uh, you know, mouth all, <laughs> all open because I'm looking at her and I'm looking at my grandmother. And I had to do like four or five takes. And then finally, with my silly self, I said, that was your third grade teacher. I said, she looked good. <laughs> I said, third grade teacher. Because I'm thinking then my, my grandmother was probably in her late to mid 70s wow. about to hit that eight right and, and she had remembered a, her and third remembered grade her third grade teacher now, i was, was just an in awe it was that was a big impact. and it's moments like that like oh, i yeah. said is we're having this conversation that that just floods back many beautiful oh, yeah, memories oh yeah that happened to me I, you know i grew up in st paul's mm-hmm. north carolina very small town yeah um but rich very, very rich. When I was growing up, it was mm-hmm. all about community, and we knew everybody, Absolutely. and everybody knew you. Right, right. And so years later, I go back to St. Paul's. I'm in a grocery store, and I kid you not, my kindergarten assistant, the mm-hmm. assistant teacher, right. wonderful woman, and I cannot for the life of me think of her name right now, but she knew who I was. Wow. She walked up, and she said, Little Sherry. <laughs> and I'm looking at this woman like, I don't hey, know. Right, right, how do you remember says, me? Do you remember kindergarten? And it mm-hmm. snapped into place. place. Yeah. I gave her the biggest hug because I remember being scared in yeah. kindergarten and mm-hmm. not understanding that, you know, children don't have object permanence uh, right. for a while and they right. don't understand. And there is separation anxiety. Exactly. When children go into preschool or yeah. they go into kindergarten. And I had that. Right. And I thought my mother was leaving me there forever. <laughs> yeah. and what did I do wrong? <laughs> And that woman came to me that first day of school when I was just shattered Mm -hmm. because I thought I'd lost my family. You know, I was being dropped off at this building. And she hugged me and she held me all day long. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget that. Yeah. I will never forget that because she didn't have to do that. Exactly. She kept me with her all day. I got you, baby. Don't worry, baby. We're going to it's going to be all right, baby. And I remember her comforting voice. And when she kept talking it was the voice exactly. that came into right. focus for right. me. Yeah. So those experiences are Absolutely. still in our head. Absolutely. So which is why we need to have positive experiences mm-hmm. right. with our true. teachers. Very true. And the negative experiences stick in there as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But those positive ones. Yeah. Hold on to them. Hold on to yeah. them. Because you're going to so, remember them later that's on. That's true. That's true. I have one more story, and then I'm going to get back to the next question. Uh, I had a band teacher in, in high school who was just just phenomenal. And the fact was, this was an individual who taught like three to four generations of band students. Right. So not only the kids that were coming through when I was in high school, but like their parents and even their grandparents. Mm-hmm. And first of all, his name is Mr. Rudolph Valentino Boone. Well, all right. So Mr. Boone, <laughs> love that name. We found out that he actually got it. He was named after... A movie star back in the 30s mm-hmm. before there were talkies and pictures. Okay. Pictures were done uh, in black and white and they were silent films. Right. And so there was an actual actor back in the 30s named Rudolph Valentino. So he got wow. part of the name. But anyway, Mr. Boone 
well-trained in music, played when he was in the army, and then once he retired, just continued to study music. Then eventually when he got into the education system, he became our band teacher and a student of Carver High School from 84 to 88. And he retired, I believe, just before our senior year. So it was a great void. But I said all of that to say he is in his 90s. Wow. He was, you know, I think, I don't know if he was born in Winston-Salem, but raised in the area for the majority of his life. And just recently, uh, sadly, lost his, his wife. Uh, Sarah Boone, they were married, I think, some 60, 70 plus years. But he left the area to move in with one of his children, his daughter and son-in-law, so they could take care of him. But yeah, I believe he's somewhere in his early to mid-90s and is still very active, still very sharp, and very likely still learning or loving music as a whole. It was just a part of him. And so, like you said, great memories, especially when we have those teachers that we can still get in contact with. Yes. Yeah, because he was on social media for a while. I'm I'm probably, in, in fact, this is encouraging me to kind of check up on him and see right. see how he's doing. And I guarantee you he would love to hear that phone call. Yeah, yeah. He'd like to hear from our students. Absolutely. I guarantee he's probably still teaching. Probably, he probably somewhere. Still teaching. Absolutely. He's he having, like it. you said, having that <laughs> impromptu moment to, to share something. Out of your skin. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and the impact that he had on us, and not just as band students, mm-hmm. but as students in general, because he encouraged us in other areas of right. education, not just music. So, Sherry, l- l- let me ask you this. Who would you like to partner with? Because you were, you were asking about sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Is there any group in particular you can give a shout out to? Um, well, we are partnering this year with uh, Novant Health. Oh, great. And great. they, um, a wonderful woman, Danielle Waddell, contacted me about the event. She saw the page on uh, the Reading is Fun Run has a, a Facebook page. Oh, yes. If anybody wants to learn more about it, you can great. go into the Reading is Fun Run great. Facebook page, and there's also an Instagram page. Okay, beautiful. And so she saw that, and she called, contacted me and was like, hey, look, you know, I think this is a great event. I think we'd be great partners. Oh, beautiful. And um, even offered to to sponsor. Um, nice. When I she was like, "Who are you partnered with?" I said, uh-huh. "Myself." And she said, "What do you know? What do you mean?" She said, "No, I'm asking who's helping you to put right. it together." I yeah. said, "Myself." myself. <laughs> right. And so uh, I said, "Any help I can get, I certainly would awesome. appreciate." And so yeah. I really, really appreciated that Beautiful. because she took yeah. the initiative mm, exactly. to, to form that partnership right. with right. us, and she's going to bring some uh, some information about healthcare out to our event because here we are going into the summer and some right. people might not have access That's to regular health care. Right, right. And so she's going to bring that element to, to our event this year. We also partnered this year with uh, North Carolina A&T. Great. They hosted recently the Aggie Book Festival. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go out and oh, promote good, the Reading is Fun Run at their event as oh, a vendor. nice. And I'm, I'm hoping to continue that yeah, partnership yeah. as well. Because here is a university in our school. Absolutely. You're alum. You're alumni. Right. Let's let's put that out there. My alum. That's That's right. right. So being able to partner with my institution, that's a wonderful feeling for me. I can't tell you how I felt Mm -hmm. that day. Like, I'm back at A&T and I'm helping in another way. And and they're helping. I I partnered with Kelly Watkins. Mm -hmm. And she did a great job with that event, by the way. It was wonderful. wonderful. We had a lot of families out there. Nice. Um, Just, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I want that kind of experience for the Reading is Fun, fun Run. run. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people who came didn't know about the Reading is Fun Run, and they do now because we give out flyers that yeah. day. Yeah. And so I want to continue to partner with schools, mm-hmm. and I want to continue to partner with businesses in the community Excellent. Um, that yeah. service children in right. any way or families. Right. Because it doesn't have to just be about literacy and fitness. Mm-hmm. If you want to be impactful to right. families in your community, especially the families that you serve. Exactly. He's then a great reach way to out. Do it. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to, to hey, Beautiful. let's get a table. Let's bring right, you out. Let's set right. you up. Exactly. Let's let families know you're out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Excellent. Now, speaking of which, I love the fact that every year you have a theme. So this year, the theme is bigger and better. So what are some bigger, better things that individuals can expect for the Reading is Fun Run in 2023? I'm really happy about about the bigger, better portion this year. Um, My graphic designer is my... um, my nephew, Jeff Crosby. Oh, nice. He designs our flyers. Mm-hmm. And, and so when he contacted me, he always upstate my, updates my flyer for me. Yeah. And he was a, he said, well, your theme is bigger and better. Let's make your flyer bigger oh, and better. Nice. And so that's why he's good at what he does. Yeah. It's a shameless uh, plug ex- for my nephew. Absolutely. But- <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Right. So, we will put um, it out there. <laughs> but the bigger, better portions that we're bringing in, as I mentioned before, we have a video game truck mm-hmm. that children are going to be able to visit. And they'll be there for the entirety of the event. Um, for children to come in and rotate and play video games. Mm -hmm. We are also hosting for the first time uh, the biggest Just Dance party. Oh, wow. Ever. It's going to be on a huge big screen. Uh And children are going to be able to compete to win in Just Dance. So it will be children themed songs right, right but it's on a big inflatable screen it will oh, happen outside oh. and so we want children to move and have fun and we also want parents to get in yeah, there absolutely. because just dance is a very popular yeah, game it really is uh, it right. promotes fitness it promotes mm-hmm. um togetherness it exactly prom- it promotes doing things together as a family mm-hmm. and so i'm really excited about that excited we for have you. more books this year to give away than we've ever had Excellent. before which means we can service more families and right. more children yeah we also have more carnival games Wonderful. this year that Great. we can uh, that families will have access to and children will love to play. Right. Um, and we also have some wonderful um, new fitness instructors coming out. Oh, great! We've got a karate instructor coming out this mm-hmm. year, and we have some concessions that we'll be offering to children for free. Beautiful. They'll be able to get at least, even if they don't uh, do anything else, they'll be yeah. able to get a free. Popcorn and snow cone mm-hmm. and um, cotton candy yeah. at the event, which is why we need volunteers because right. <laughs> I can't do it all. Right. Um, but yeah, so we're adding that in this year. And uh, we are also, as you can see, we have a new T-shirt this year. Yes. Thank you for we, mine, yes, by the way. And so I love my volunteers and I yeah, want to give them absolutely. something to hold on to. Right. And I want people to know you're affiliated with yeah, this event. And exactly. when you wear it, you can tell them what the yeah, event is. Yeah. And so anybody who volunteers this year will mm-hmm. get a free t-shirt fantastic sherry i think you just really answered my next question the changes that you would like to see at this year's event with all the additional things that you just mentioned it is wonderful i couldn't be more happier if not prouder for you mama for this thank you so let's repeat uh the the date and time and contact information in particular so we can volunteer and and just give you as much help and love as the community can okay um the reading is fun run will be hosted at vandalia elementary school on saturday june 3rd From 10 a.m. until 2 p.m., you might want to get there early so that you can get a good parking space. If there are no parking spaces at Vandalia, we have spillover parking at Brown Recreation Center, which is right across the street from Vandalia. Um, Families are welcome to stay the entirety of the event. We are also offering some wonderful prizes to families this year. We'll be offering some um, tickets to Wet n' Wild. 
We're offering some family passes to uh, bumper jumpers and uh, as well as, um, and I, it just went out of my head, literally, <laughs> bumper jumpers went, and while, yeah. oh, the Children's Museum. Okay, great. So we'll be raffling those prizes oh, off this year. Oh, very good. Everyone who comes is going to get a swag bag mm-hmm. when they walk into the front door. But um, the event will be held from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. If you want to volunteer, reach out to me through Vandalia Elementary School or you can contact me uh, through my email, which is crosbys at gcsnc.com. Uh, or you can contact me through my professional phone number, which is 336-663-1997. So I am looking for sponsors, even if you don't want to sponsor this year and you're a business and you want to connect with me for next year, I'm looking for anyone who wants to reach out and give a helping hand to help families in the community. And we want more people this year. Like I want it to look like ants on the playground. You know how you see a lot of people that look right. like a lot of ants. I want it to be so many people out there. And I prayed about this. I said, I don't want any books left. Yeah. I don't want any concessions left. I want, we have food trucks coming this year. I want them to sell, sell out. out. Mm-hmm. I just want mm-hmm. everything to be given away. And I want families to walk away full, Yeah, full in your belly, full in your heart and full in your head. Absolutely. And no better way to bring a great conversation to a close. Sherry Crosby, good to see you, girl. Good to see you, too. <laughs> Thank you. And good to hear from you, Radio Family. So what a great way to really support a wonderful event, which is the Reading is Fun Run. And thank you for supporting this program. Time does fly when one is having a good time, and I really always is. do with you. Thank you, Radio Family. And thank you for the good things you're doing in our communities. Keep up the great work as well. You know from me, Renee Vaughn, no goodbyes. Just until next time, please continue to stay safe and enjoy the rest of your weekend. You have been in tune to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Take care. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.